What's going on, party people? It is your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Uh, obviously, I got to keep that senior in there because I got a junior and he's back here being a DJ. I don't know if y'all can hear it in the background, but he is back there jamming. I am excited, excited, excited today to share with you part one of an amazing interview I had with none other than Jay Wild. If you have not heard his music, you definitely need to look him up. Uh, Google him. It's J-Wild, J-A-Y-W-I-L-E. You can get his music wherever and whatever streaming platform uh, that you're on. But for those of you that don't know, he is uh, the songwriter and performer, producer, all that good stuff of the Help Myself podcast theme song. That is uh, his work. And, and we had a great conversation. Matter of fact, it was such a long and expansive interview that we ended up breaking it up in two parts. And so now we are going to share part one with you. And I definitely believe you're going to enjoy this interview as much as I did. And uh, hey, I definitely uh, think that after it's all said and done, Jay Wilder has some new fans. And uh, maybe some of his community will come over and be fans of the Help Myself podcast. Because you know what it is. I can't help myself. I've got to encourage. I've got to inspire. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. So let's get it. I can't help myself. Writer, producer, and performer of the uh, soundtrack to the Help Myself podcast, none <laughs> other than Jay Wild. Woo, woo. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about this one, man. Yeah, man. What's going on, man? Man, I am over here trying to hold in my exuberant enthusiasm for this moment. This is a long time coming. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get with your booking agency and you know, your <laughs> representation. You know, I didn't know if you know, I still... the hard to get re- the hard to get uh, get in touch with you. Know, <laughs> I didn't know if I still had to plug to get direct contact, man, because you know, blow up situation <laughs> that is on your on your life and on your career, man. You know, we really gonna um, we're gonna have to take an opportunity to have you come through and and you know, we play some stuff. We'll have to figure out the how the best way to make all of that happen. But, uh, man, you know what? I think about when people hear the intro music, like they need to hear that whole song and that whole vibe. And obviously I get hit up two, three times a week about, Hey man, who's that song by, you know, what's the name? What's this? Yeah. So that's live, man, man, I'm telling you that's live. Like as soon as you drop to help myself, you man, yo, I was like, I was like a young girl in the '60s that had just discovered the Beatles, man. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. So that, that's a big deal. But you know, we got you on the show, and I'm gonna tell you, uh, you've impacted my journey. I think um, 
you know, as the older human being <laughs> in this uh, in this relationship, man, it's easy to say, oh, you know, I was a mentor to you. But now nah, you've inspired me. Uh, you've uh, definitely like one of the things that is really um, whenever you do something and I've, I've mentioned on this podcast several times before how I, I was a, 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 a hometown mixtape rapper for a little bit and uh, bringing you on and, you know, you coming in and you embracing my craft. I think, I think you wanting to learn from me, which was such a privilege and that was such a compliment. It was a validation that I didn't have, you know, for somebody coming through the game like you, you know, you were a young guy, you know, I think about about 12. And for you to appreciate my art form gave me a form of validation, man, that, you know, it's second to none. And then to be able to witness your creative process, man, all the way back from, you know, I wish I, I'm I'm, going to figure it out. I'm going to clip in, uh, it's JY, know who I do it (laughs) for. Yo. That one, man. <laughs> I think one of the first ones, the if first, not the first one. That was the right? first one we did together, and we all sat in that studio, like, just amazed, because I think at the time you were 15 or 16 when you dropped that, and no, 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 wait, when did you get your first car? On your 16th birthday, right? Or did you get yeah, it for 16. Christmas? So, yeah, you didn't have your car yet, so you might have been 15, yeah, so. Yeah, it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. Going back to what we were saying, I, I think on my end of things, like when you talk about validation, like that was also for me the same. Cause like that was, a, I was like 12, 13, and I saw you, you were out there like preaching, you were up there talking to like us, the youth, and like I saw someone that was cool, that was old, like that was older, I should say, that like <laughs> that was also reaching out to me as well. So like for you to invite me to the studio, like that was big for me. Like I was so excited just as like, I was hanging out with the cool guy, you know, like someone I looked up to. So to to have that back helped so much, like in that moment, but also now looking back, like my, my, just the confidence is now so much comes from a place of, uh, comes from a different place just because of that moment, you know? Man, that's huge. Cause here's the crazy part. Uh, you came up to me and we was hanging out and I'm like, Hey, let's do some music together. And man, <laughs> you like it didn't even click to me. It was just, hey, we're gonna do some music, and then we were vibing and having conversations. And you know, I'm what 18, 19 years older than you, so yeah. like I'm in my my early thirties, and you're like fourteen, fifteen, you know. And we're having conversations, and it's not father son, it's two men but I'm a man further along in the journey but you're a man coming into your own but it was a real vibe like man listening to you come to man it was dope it was dope the admiration is there so man how you've impacted me obviously from the start that was huge that validation man but then man when you wrote that letter (laughs) yo I was like, yo, man, it's getting dusty up in here, man. (laughs) Somebody need to dust, man. Like, somebody cutting onions in here? Like, yo, that was big. I still keep that uh, when you wrote that letter to uh, admissions to college, man, and you mentioned me. That was huge, man. That was huge. I remember that, too. 
Wow. Yeah, man, that was that was huge. And uh, just continuing, man, we we stayed rocking and stayed vibing. Yeah, I never forget you came out out to the revival, and we made uh, you made a couple of fans, man. That was such a a huge moment. Like it was full circle. It's like yo, all the time you were this kid, I took with me to the studio, and we would go around performing and doing our thing and rocking the crowd. And then here it was, you were a special guest. And, uh, you know, no disrespect to the venue, but, man, you came in there and you really, <laughs> you rocked the place, man. So it was just, you was on another level for sure. So, man, full circle, man. And now I've gone from, you know, mentoring and all that good stuff to just sitting back being a fan, man. I got all your music. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, the circle of life, the circle of life is dope, man. And I'm just, yeah. I'm really proud of the fact that you've allowed me to be a part of your journey, man. And so, and, and your trajectory is just extremely, completely upward. So I just appreciate so much uh, the acknowledgement and just being a part, a small part of that journey, man. It's huge, man. I'm, I'm man, I'm pulling for you. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> man, I appreciate it. And I mean, you know, I mean, we go like we like you just said, we go way back. So like to have someone in my life that's beyond like my father, my actual father or like one of my other my brother or someone else around my family that I know, like to have another man to just watch how you've shown yourself to me um, and have shown what it's like to be a man in your way has been very influential in my life. So like I appreciate like having just another person in my corner that like I can look to and like have that relationship with and like to maybe have those type of conversations that maybe I wouldn't comfortable having my own, with my own parents, you know? So like, I appreciate that. Cause like that helped and like to know that like, that's not always a norm, especially being 15 or 16, whatever, and being like in this world. And like, I can only imagine with those kids today, like <laughs> definitely whenever COVID is, when we're a different space, I would love to really reach back to that. Cause like, to see how much that helped me. I know that like there's kids today in that same space that could just use someone just to like, know, you know? Yeah, man. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And in so many ways that you are probably unaware of, you're already doing that. But yeah, I think we're all looking forward yeah. to some sense of normalcy. Um, we're not going to let our guards down, man, this COVID thing, but we're looking for a new sense of normalcy, man. It's, it's, it's gonna be uh just something sustainable, man. We can like, yeah. survive. Yeah, man. Yeah. So man <laughs> So like watching you do music and you know, just the artistry and all of that, like I know a lot because, like, I've been in the game with you since you were 12. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, your first mixtapes, I actually have a link <laughs> to a video that you don't want the world to ever see, but I'm never deleting it. Like, you thought you deleted it, but I have a copy. <laughs> man. You know, and I won't mess with you too much on that. But, you know, a lot of people don't know. They listen to you, man. And you, um, you have the polish of someone, you know, that that came in the game a lot further along than you really did. Man. And I've watched how you actually put in work. Like when I met you, you didn't know how to play no uh, instruments. No, not at all. <laughs> and man, now you playing instruments live and singing. Like I can't walk and chew gum, let alone play an instrument and sing. <laughs> but so man, 
What really inspired you to get into music like that? You know, I, I think just growing up in a household full of music, my parents, like, they always play music all the time. So, like, I grew up on, like, Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, like, Aretha Franklin, like, just some really legends, you know, that we talk about today. So, like, just hearing that, like, in the household growing up, like, I always just loved music. So, like, when I got into middle school, like, I joined band and, like, just had, just whatever I could, just get into music somehow. So, like, it turned from that to I joined choir in high school and started learning how to sing. So, um, whatever it was, I just loved to be around it. So, that's really, I guess, the just the, the power of music has just been tremendous, man. Yeah, yeah, man, powerful. I'll say, um, so, you were moonlighting as a rapper when we first started. <laughs> but, man, you had a way with melodies. And we were working on a song. And it was me and uh, my buddy, our buddy, Eddie Hill, Eddie Mo Hill. Yeah, shout out Eddie. And, you know, yeah, and we we were working on a track for you. Like, so you came in and you was like, "Yo, I got some stuff I want to work on." And uh, so we tracked it up, man. And you were kind of working on some vocal stuff that you were working on, man. And I don't even think you knew how talented you were, man. So we, both of us, man, we were listening to the recording of what you were trying to accomplish on this vocal thing. I don't even know if we even really finished the song, but me and Eddie so. looked at each other. Yeah, we looked at each other. We were like, yo, this kid is talented. And we said it then. We was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to take him as far as he's going to be able to go. Eventually, <laughs> eventually he's just going to be too talented to be, be messing around with us, man. It was just amazing. And, uh, yeah, I think about it might not even been a year later you dropped uh and I, I'm going old. This ain't even really in your real catalog anymore. <laughs> this is this is mixtape stuff, but you dropped Love, Pain and Happiness. Man. And you dropped the banger, man. I wish you could re-release Digital Affair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was Then my mom brought that song up the other day. She's like, What are the lyrics again? And just hearing all those. We be on MySpace, Facebook, wow. <laughs> Twitter, you know we be. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, that was, that was, man. And I said, yo, yo the song right, man. Just your, your idea process, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. But, yo, you even flipped the script on me, though. You know, you did quite a few mixtapes. And you would mix between rapping. And I used to say, man. Jay Wild is a crooner, man. He be belting out them love songs, man. So you were kind of playing the fence, man. But then, um, was it before Numb, or was it about the time of Numb where you just said, "Nah, I'm, I'm full time singer now. I, I can't." You know, I, you know, I, I started rapping first because like I grew up on Wayne and like just the Carter Two, the Carter Three. Like that was just like that era of like middle school that I was listening to music. So, like, I wanted to rap, but then I realized, like, I couldn't talk about the things he was talking about. So, like, I had to, like, <laughs> figure out what was, what was for me. And so I knew, like, I could, I could sing about love songs. Like, I don't think I, my parents would be upset if I was sing, doing that. So, like, just I had to learn how to sing. So I think a lot of that of me rapping on the songs back then was just, like, I wanted to create, but I knew I wouldn't I wasn't confident enough about the singing. Um, and that didn't really change until, like, maybe when I did the band um, with Othello. And that was, Ooh. Oof, that was 2013, I want to say. 
So yes. when I got around those guys, it was like I was playing with a band, and these guys were talented at each of their at their instruments. It was like it was confirmation that like, hey, I was good enough to be in a band with like guys that I think are good. So I think that really helped. And then from there, it was just like, hey, it man, was Othello, yeah. yo. That's 2012, 2013, because I remember, remember I brought a date to one of y'all's yeah. concerts. <laughs> hey. I that one. It was at the, I think the 10 11. Was that a venue? Yeah. Yeah, man. man. Uh, I won that night. I won. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. Everything went well. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah. I, that, and man, you, you had it. You had it all together. Like that was a live performance. Wow, man, that, we talking about nine, almost ten years ago. Wow, wow, we yeah. see like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets real, don't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how like you know I, I feel like I've only been doing for music for a few years. So that's like since I call I was like everything everyone considers like you patio like, at the beginning, but like to really go back and see the like the things I did, whether it was like the shows you and I did, or if it was like with the band or. Like I was in acapella for all those years, like actually singing mm-hmm. and performing is like those things helped with the things I do today. Where it's like being on stage now when it's just me, like I'm more comfortable because I have that experience. And like, you know, I forget that like that's like a part of the process too. It's not just like the things that people see. It's crazy. Of course, man. You gotta run your resume. People if people think that numb and blue patio was the beginning, man, you need to show the footage of you going to New York. And you know, singing on the streets and winning the awards, man. They they need to know, man. You ain't new to this. You true to this. See, it's, it's, it's even more fun. People figure it out, man. It's like when people there's been some supporters that have like like found my like old YouTube and it's like, or they found videos from the acapellas. Like, what is this? And it's like, cool. Like, I'm glad you like that because like that was also me too. Like, I enjoyed being in part of the group and like being a voice among many, like that was my thing. So like for them to also appreciate that. So it's, uh, you know, it comes from a different place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I'm a super fan. So, but one of the things, man, that, uh, that people don't understand is, um, and what you do, there's been like lots of ups and downs and, and, you know, uh, you're at a, a point, uh, in your career and in your craft where, you know, you, you, you've got a following, you've got like some name recognition, uh, globally, but maybe not where you want to be, but man, you know, there's a lot that you fought through, but me and you had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about how the whole pandemic, uh, COVID and the whole pause, because, um, Man, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't want it to be like a, a hurtful thing. I think it's a big deal. It's just the way all of this impacted us. But you were going to actually do South by Southwest in 2020 before it got canceled right. due to, you know, everything going on in COVID, man. So, like, one of the things that I just always ask is, like, resiliency. Like, you were on the precipice of of, of really taking another jump, not in your artistry, because I what what – what I'm proud of and what amazes me is that your artistry continues to develop and grow and expand and just, you know, take on a life of its own. But maybe your notoriety and your name recognition was about to jump to another level because of those opportunities. So 
your resiliency through that? Like, you know, how do you get through a seeming setback like that and, and bounce back and, you know, uh, and not to put your business out in the streets, but you about to hit the world with some heat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, you know, it's, it's definitely been a, a very eye-opening year, you know, and all the things we had planned for the pandemic hit and the things that were coming up, those were really great. I'm really happy that those were coming to fruition and that we're on the right track. But, you know, it's been, uh, it's been nice to be able to, to sit back and really recalibrate and, and to uh, know what I want as an artist and what I want as a brand, what I want to stand for during this time. Um, and to know that, like, people are listening, people are waiting for that new project, they're waiting for that next step, and knowing that it's going to be there because it was already on its way. So um, I've done a lot less of stressing about what's to come or, like, expectations or, or the numbers or whatsoever, but just wanting to create and be the best version of myself and, like, letting that be the guiding way. And whatever happens along the way, it's going to be just fun along the way, you know. So it's been my really different mindset these, this past year has taught me. Man, no, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna get into that yet. I'm gonna get into that because it kind of kind of leans into this. But uh, uh, man, when you talk about that, so your identity, your establishing your values, who you are as an artist and as a person, man. Like, <laughs> how does all of that, considering your journey, where you come from, where you're headed, you know? what your values are, who you, you know, operated as and who you're becoming. Like, especially kind of in reference to what I was saying about, you know, about to do South by Southwest and then, you know, having to get back to the music and that realization that the opportunities to perform don't make you who you are, but it's the artistry that's within you because it'll find a way to express itself whatever medium that it gets to like establishing that man just like I'm reading some notes man so yeah, yeah. like so I'm all over I'm with the place you. man but kind of, kind of speak to that for me man yeah uh, I think you know I'm going to be 27 this year and like just really trying to I I wanted I think I had the, the idea of if you took everything away like if music wasn't a thing, if I wasn't able to pursue this career, like, what would I be? What would I stand for? Like, who, what are my morals and my values? And, like, I think me wanting to discover myself outside of the music has helped with the music um, through that because now me being authentic to myself. And I think just I recognize that listening to the music people have uh, listened to the audience that's heard the music and they enjoy the music and they're Hear, make, hearing the songs that I've written that are from me and like and they're from my friends that I've created with and like we've told our stories and been authentic with them for them to enjoy that it's like okay cool well, let me just be myself and let me just tell that story and for me to go on this journey now of like establishing who I want to be outside of music so it's, whether it's getting more into what's happening in my community if it's happening and, and being more present with my family or if it's checking in with my friends and, and just calling them out at random just to maintain those friendships during this time you know it's been a lot difficult I mean you and I we talk frequently so you know like it's important in these times I mean especially you and I we've been just long distance friends for quite a while now so 
I think it's so important to like be able to uh, build upon those things during these moments. I feel like that's only going to make me better as a person, and hopefully that ends up making the music better along the way. Absolutely. Man, I was uh I had a, a flashback. Well not a flashback. I went back to 2017, man. I was listening uh to our song Issue. Man, that's when you came <laughs> over what was it like August? Yeah. Wow. Right, 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 right. Hey, listen, I um there's several things that jump out to me about that song. One is I absolutely just I didn't have the juice to rap the way I did years prior it was gone <laughs> it was it was gone that was I, I good man to the voice but no it, it, it's quality there there's a framework of talent there but it's a i might even let y'all hear it and see what y'all have to say about it but like i could tell that i could i i don't want to say i couldn't i had gotten to the point where my ability to use my voice as an instrument was not as strong because i hadn't been doing it yeah you know so it was kind of but I think the bigger part, that's just me being uh, uh, tough on myself. I think the bigger thing that was amazing to me is we talked about me taking you to the studio and you performing with me. That was such an amazing passing of the torch moment. Like, I really, I think at the end, of, I think one of my segments, I might just put the song on so y'all hear it so that I could describe what happened. I took some music and some bars I had in an idea and in five to ten minutes, man, JY, you you had all of this singing, this tunes, like you produced Uh-oh. man, you produced the out of that thing there, man. And it's just crazy. And you coached me on on the mic. It went from me coaching you on how to hit your bars to you coaching me and taking me through the process, man. And it was amazing. I mean, obviously. Your singing and ad libs really <laughs> spruced up. Everything. Man, you can you can add singing ad libs to anything, <laughs> but, man. It just <laughs> but, <laughs> we hey, look, we're not gonna sit over here and have a war of who's gonna be more humble about it. But man, I tell you, just the passing of the torch moment, the pride I felt in that moment. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm basically at your mobile studio, man. You coaching me and you bringing my vision to life. You know, yeah. that was an amazing moment, man. Matter of fact, I think I will play it in a clip. <laughs> but uh, and then I was going through your your discography. Something that I'm bumping a lot right now is uh, "Real Bad," you know, yeah, off of uh, your latest. Work. And I always laugh because I'm like, "Yo, man!" Like when it comes up and I'm driving and the, the picture comes up on the screen, I'm like, "Man, look at this young dude with a much more full." mustache than I could ever grow. I'm <laughs> jealous, man. <laughs> man. But, uh, nah, here's something I wanted to talk about. The creative choice that you made with the video to the song, Honest. Walk me through that. I think that was a beautiful thing, but walk me through the decision process for that. Yeah, so my friend Fallon, they hit me up uh, and we were mutual friends through one of my creative partners, Jonas, and and they were just uh, they were cool. We always we always saw each other and always hung out. And uh, and then I heard that they were into they moved to L.A. and they were into video production and and they reached out and they said they wanted to do a video for Honest. And this had been maybe three two two and a half years after the song had been released. So 
it was I was always kind of I was wanting to do a video for it because it was my big song and it was on the playlist and uh, just trying to get my feet into the game and, and get what was supposed to happen. I knew I was supposed to put a video out for it, but I just wasn't sure how. Um, so when they came to me, they they were they had an idea for it and they ended up bringing up all the they had a the pitch deck. And just watching what they had done with the video was so beautiful that I, I knew I had to let the, let their vision come to life. So I want to give all the credit to them and their team because they that the team that that shot the video was just amazing. Like from the uh, Vita who did the photography director of photography to um, everyone that just helped out on set. There was a time where I was having a uh, I was kind of anxious because I was had to catch a flight and I was by myself out there and it was real stressful moment and uh one of the guys out there came came out there and we did we stepped outside and we did stretches and we were like listening to i want to say it was like three uh, uh outcast and i'm just like getting relaxed and we're doing breathing exercises and stretching while right from shooting this shot for the video so like um just the energy in the whole for that whole shoot was just amazing and i'm glad that the shots came out so beautiful and that um, yeah, shout out to Fallon and that whole team that put that together because that was um, a lot of fun to make with them. It was a lot of fun yeah. to make, and it was beautiful. I had to share that on my social. That was dope. I was proud of what you did there that, you know, the support, the creativity. And again, like, yeah, Honest is, is one of your big hits. I mean, performed it. And so, y'all, it, you know, for anybody listening, I really want to encourage you to go to YouTube, uh, search for Jay Wild, yeah. honest, beautiful video, dope song, <laughs> dope song. But hey, my man Jay Wild, everything he touched <laughs> turned to gold. He's a dope artist, uh, definitely, definitely a dope artist. Like again, like I said, I'm not just uh, you know having him on here. I'm a, I'm truly a fan of his uh, his work. I'm a fan of him as a person. So. You know, and I'm a fan of his ability to grow and cut off mustaches <laughs> so you know frequently because I'm 45 years old and I still can't grow a mustache with that level of. Uh, yeah, at least you can connect your beard. I'm still struggling <laughs> over here, so. Well, dang, you know, when you've been shaving for 22 years, it kind of <laughs> comes with time. You know, kind of comes with time. You know, so I need props for something better. Man, when you 500 years old and can't connect a beard, I mean, you still know, <laughs> Shave your face clean for about two years straight. I bet you it'll connect after man. that for sure. You know, yeah, there was I'm a, gonna... I want to get on to, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I want to bring it back up. I feel like it'd be a great topic for the conversation. Okay. this conversation. Um, we talked about, we're talking about identity and before and earlier. What do we, how do you feel yep. about separating the art from the artist? Um, and I don't want to get into like the main characters that we always talk about, but like uh, I know for myself, like mm-hmm. when I when I look at the music, like I have to, I can't separate the art from myself because like I'm trying to be the most authentic I can be through the music, and even with the producers I work with or whomever I work with, I have to enjoy them because like I have to enjoy with their or at least enjoy their art and enjoy being around them because that that matters to mm-hmm. me. But what happened? Like how how do you feel about being able to separate the art? From the artist, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because we did have a long conversation about that the other night, um, and I've got hmm. thoughts about it because you know, um, I think kind of 
sonically and culturally where we both started in the hip hop arena, which is an arena where it was almost like person artist type deal. Like, you know, if you MC so-and-so, MC so-and-so is a character and then the real person is Otis yeah, Johnson, yeah. you know, and, and it was, the, it was that thing. So it became, because there's so much storytelling and bravado into it, but you started to notice, and what I see now is the art form has become more, instead of being so performative, it's more expressive. And I think that that distinction is strong. Like, when you talk about art or art, I'm talking about music, but it could just be myself as a personality or whatever, because there's decisions that you have to make. Yeah. How much of me am I going to allow to be for public consumption? And I I, I think that's a difficult thing for artists because some folks do want that, but some folks do want to maintain somewhat of a private life. But, you know, we talked about that, you know, um, I've never been famous, famous, but I've been in a situation where in my local area, I had notoriety. <laughs> and yeah, you laughing because let me tell y'all why why Jay is, is laughing is because uh, I think I think you were probably yeah you didn't have a car yet because you were still riding around with me everywhere. So probably about fourteen, fifteen, and uh, probably fifteen because I think at this time you started dropping songs and performing in uh, school events and stuff. So you had a name as a performer. In the uh, in the city, uh, it wasn't and, um, like that. So uh, you think it, but here here was the challenge. So at this point in time, uh, I had a reputation in the city. You know, had been at a couple of churches, and and we were both members uh, of a very large uh, ministry. Shout out to RBC, and. Um, so it, I, it was a point in time for me where I couldn't really go anywhere in the city of San Antonio without being recognized by somebody. And uh, I think it was a beautiful thing because I was being recognized for good things. But I realized that if there was somebody that was living like this and they were recognized everywhere they went on earth, how stressful that might be, <laughs> you know? And so, so young Jay Wiley is going to challenge me to a contest to see when we walked into Walmart, who would more people recognize? I don't, I don't really think I took it serious. I thought it was funny, but I don't even remember. Uh, you won. won you but, won. You know. <laughs> Be clear. <laughs> we was in Walmart late at night. That's when all the adults were in there. We wasn't there during the time when the young people would be there. So I had a built-in advantage. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's funny. You were laughing about that. But like, seriously, it's just, it's how much of yourself are you willing to put out there for public? And like a lot of things that I don't realize, and I think your music, is similar in this way, but I think you have an artistry with it where there's a portion of it that you make obvious on intention. And then there's a portion of it that you put out there that has to be deciphered and you have to listen to it. And I think that's a similarity in both of our work, whether it's me as a speaker or a writer, 
that there's a, a, a point of honesty and it's kind of like, because you're so honest and transparent, what I found was there was people that didn't really know me, but they felt like they'd know me because they had heard my honest right. stories and my yeah. perspective and view. And I became, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like similar to like a comedian, like, you know, you listen to some Kevin Hart stuff and he tells these stories and you think, oh man, if I ever met Kevin Hart, I'd tell him this story, that story, because right. I listened to his comedy. You almost yeah. feel like you and know I feel him. like with good storytelling. And, and yeah. This, I figured that people aren't looking to find a good, whatever you are, like an author or a musician. They're not doing it because like you're good. Is that they see themselves in you, like a good storyteller, like mm. they're able to, yeah. to make you see what's going on in your own life through their through their lens. So like with music, like I do try to make people feel like they are connected with me and hearing the same stories and, and feeling the the things I'm trying to emote to them. But I want them to still put themselves in their own shoes and and, and soundtrack it to their own lives, like. It's funny hearing people's stories. They they have some of the most saddest songs I've ever written as like their wedding song, and it's like that's really cool. Uh, don't listen to the lyrics. Just <laughs> just like just groove to the music, man. Just enjoy that. Um, so it's, it's cool seeing how different people interpret the music. So I love to like leave let that happen. It's like those. However, you end up connecting with it, connecting to something that's authentic. So. Hey man, listen. You know, you know, I love everything you put out, but you know, you are probably my favorite breakup <laughs> songwriter ever. <laughs> Feeling some kind of way, I man. am. <laughs> Tina's on the way. <laughs> That's my song, right there. That's a sleeper, yeah, man. yeah. You know, that is a sleeper because it's a banger. Like, wow, man, they're sleeping on that, man. <laughs> But no, they don't need to worry about that, man. They need to be out here. Um, they need to be out here jamming, you know, real bad. Yeah, better times. The whole well, EP. Better times. Level anywhere you stream time. or buy music. Yo. Shameless plug. Jay Wow. Better times. Matter of fact, there's the clip with that luxurious mustache <laughs> I'm so jealous of yeah yeah so now nah, I mean I think uh I think you hit it on the head with the artist and the artistry it's just to what level do you want to be transparent and to what level do you want to allow yourself to hide behind the veil of the artistry itself you know and that that's a decision that every artist has to make because you know not to not to this is an interesting interview because it's almost like I know you so well. I just I got juice. I got juice in this interview. But you know what was it? Uh, <laughs> what was it? Twenty two Gucci. Yeah. Twenty two Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty two Gucci. <laughs> so yeah, you know you was out here doing a whole J Wild, but you. I figured I'd tell the full story on that one now. Our, uh, yeah, so I mean, Tell it. that Tell it. I was riding, it was for the first part for the Blue <laughs> Patio Project, and I was trying to get through, I think I was trying to record, and I had all my friends were at the house that we were at, and we were all sitting in the room, and I brought my studio stuff out to the living room, and so I'm trying to record, I think it was with me, 
And it just sounded so dead. Like I was recording, and of course I was recording like in the middle of a room, and it was just like all the stuff is in there. So it's like you hear all the vibrations, but I just felt dead on the track, and I was like, "There's something wrong." So I was I was asking around, and we were kind of stuck. And then I forgot we came up with the idea, but it was like, "What if you just like made up a character that was super confident, and super like active?" And so we changed the song. We ended up making a whole brand new song, like wrote a whole rap, like super like it was it was a mix of future uh i think the 23 goose came from like uh it was 21 Savage, 21 Savage. It was just like nonchalant it was uh little uzi because it was uh it was just kind of like like uh like bad bitch energy you know like uh and then it was right and you was and you was you was you was making jokes because you was all like yeah, when I turned 23, I and guess I, I did. Like to be 23. Yeah. And I kept the joke going for quite a while, man. <laughs> and I have like my friends out in the Marco Pelli group, they still call me Goozy, so it's still it still travels. But yeah, it was just <laughs> to get in that mind state of like just to get on the track and just say whatever and be whatever. It's like it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters what we're doing here. Like so to be able to like channel that energy now when I do anything, it's just like, hey, this doesn't matter. Let me just do my best and be my best and let that be good. So it worked. It worked, man. It worked. Yo, twenty two Goosey was a banger, man. Yeah, I might have to bangers, drop. Uh, <laughs> like, see, the, the music times have changed so much. Like that music is so dated now. If I if I ever yeah. pulled that song back up, like that sounds like twenty fifteen, <laughs> whatever year that was. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It is dated, but man, it was banging. It was banging. Yeah, man. You know, man, if you bring 22 Goosey back, I might bring Jay-Z out of retirement. You know, we'll do a project. (laughs) You say that, but uh, when you were working on, um, what was the one after, not Bloom series, um, what was the one where we was at the house? That was Blue Patio. Was that Blue Patio? Yeah. Okay. So when you were working on some of the cuts with Blue Patio, and you was like, yeah, working on this. Yo, man. Them them rhymes I was coming up with, they were awful. <laughs> God awful. They were awful. <laughs> they were awful. I was like, yeah, man. The thrill is gone. I mean, you kind of said it was like gone. practice actually is like a thing. Uh, but I like the, the, the it is the phrase that practice makes perfect. Like we always hear that growing up, like you hear in sports, it's like, all right, whatever. Like it literally makes you better, like to practice. But like so all you gotta do is just get back yeah, in there, man. man. Start jogging. Just Start walking and get to a jog, and then you'll be riding sixteens by no time. You know, <laughs> you're right. Hey, but you you know how that works. It's uh, it's one of those things where, um, because you know, when we talk about where you started, you definitely. I mean, mixtape rapper. That's basically what you were. Yeah. You were a mixtape rapper. You did covers. You know, you you did things like that, and. What happened was you went from trying to imitate certain sounds to you just kind of wanted to emulate the process while creating something that was unique to yourself. So you were less looking for the particular sound and you were trying to master the discipline. And in that process, you mastered the discipline. And now, like, the place you create from is so far advanced from the place that you were creating from five, ten years ago, like, you know, I liken it to, uh, you know, speaking now, I'm not saying that I'm some world-renowned speaker, 
But prep for speaking is different because I'm always engaging and always equipping myself with tools and thoughts and ideas. And so now um, it's honed my ability to speak extemporaneously, but yet still have a point and understand the nuance of storytelling, making points, how to open and how to close. But I can do that now from more of an instant place, but it's not because I'm just, oh, I got it like that. It's years of experience and all of that. So, you know, your music is coming from a place like that. No, no, no. That reminds me of like, (laughs) I think LeBron was talking one day and he just was going through, it was after post game, he was going through a play and like, the way he broke down the play, it was like, this all happened in five seconds, but you, he had like 35 different things that happened. Mm-hmm. And what someone said after that, I think it was another one of the professionals that was sitting there. It was like, yeah, when you're that good, like the game just slows down for you. And when they said it that, it down. made so much sense because I, I was terrible at basketball because it was always so quick. And so <laughs> I realized like, if I was like good at basketball, the game would slow down. The same way now I feel like with practicing and, and being in music for so long now, like some of the things that may seem just natural to me or seem like nothing to me may seem amazing or great to someone else. And I just don't realize it now. Cause like the, the game is just, I'm looking at different things now that I'm trying to work on. Like now I'm really focused on productions. Like you said, like in the beginning, like you said doing like mixtapes. Like I didn't really think about it as like a mixtape rapper, but that's exactly what I was doing. Like I was pulling songs like from mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what the original song was. I think it was the, the Usher Superstar, I want to say. I still don't know the song to this day. Mm-hmm. But for me to do my own song to it, it was, <laughs> I guess that was. Um, but to take that same energy now and start producing and start caring more about how to like structure songs, and, like to work with other producers and see how they do things, it's so nice to like experience these other parts of it because it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's, it's all just it's a game. Yeah. It's all fun. I mean, how much fun have we had from it, just from personal? Like, we did our rendition of Suit and Tie Man. by Justin Timberlake, you know. And that's something I still show off to prove to people that I used to be able to rap. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome to... F Yo Couch, a new segment this season. And, you know, I'm really feeling the vibe from the interview uh, with Jay Wilde. And obviously that was just part one. So I figured, um, you know, we did Black History Month on last month. Uh, But for this version, how about we just stick with the groove and listen to the full version of Help Myself so that you can get the full jam, you know. So we're going to close out the episode uh, with the in, the Help Myself song in its entirety. Had to get my uh, words together there. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy this groove. And we'll be back with you on Thursday for part two of my interview with Jay Wild.
in your face I 